Good afternoon, everyone. It's another podcast series of Future Tech by Arrows Group. Uh, it's me, Charlie Sell, the MD for Arrows, and we'd like to have Jamie Davey join me today. Jamie is the Engineering Director for Arrow Electronics, a 30 billion um, global engineering business, um, and so quite a story and a, and a big old job there he has, and uh, is joining us today. So welcome, Jamie. Hi, Charlie. Hi. Thanks very much for having me on the, on the uh, podcast today. Yeah, good to have you. So this series um, is all aimed at STEM graduates um, looking for roles coming out of uni. And one of the things we always start is keen to hear about your story, how you got into engineering and, and how you've got to where you are today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. I mean, I, I, for me, um, you know, I, I have an in, inherent uh, passion and curiosity for how things work, right? So that's, that's ultimately uh, my uh, my life is, is always about um, trying to understand um, you know, how things are put together, so some, the, the background to that. And I think my, my childhood was consistent of, of taking many things apart, understanding how they worked and probably not being able to put them back together. Uh, but that was really the, the sort of the, the, the background to how I got myself uh, uh, you know, passionate and engaged about engineering. Um, the journey itself, I, you know, I was fortunate enough, I, I studied electronic engineering at, um, at university. Um, it was a great leap and platform into um, into the business, and, and I joined at a time actually where um, there was a mass acceleration of uh, component usage. Uh, you know, nowadays we talk about IoT, we talk about uh, the, the 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 amount of electronics that are used in everyday things. Um, but at, you know, it's been on a, on a, a huge trajectory growth um, uh, since I've been in the in the business today. Um, you know, through my role, I, I think, you, you know, we, we talk a little bit about what, what would I impart or what would I want to share with, with people looking to get into engineering. Um, you know, my, my view is that it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's probably the, the, the most, for, for me anyway, the most enjoyable space that you can be part of. It's, it's an ever-changing uh, landscape, an ever-changing, um, you know, company uh, position that's taking place. There, there are a lot of uh, movers within this space, so it's quite easy to... To, to find opportunity and, and to be part of something quite special and, and, to, and to build uh, businesses as well as build technologies moving forward. Um, I, I think, you know, from, from my own development, um, what you'll find is that uh, although technology is a very broad space, there are quite a lot of niche um, specialist yeah. areas within it. And, um, uh, you know, my, my main focus has always been around uh, digital um, components, digital semiconductors. Uh, that drive the heart of of most of the technology infrastructure that we have today, uh, and once you get into that space, and it's maybe not apparent as you as you as you come into it from as a graduate, but the the the, the, the market space itself for for certain niches is is relatively small, right? So relationships and building relationships and managing uh, relationships within your ecosystem of, of 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 people is is incredibly important for your own success. And I would you know if I was going to suggest something, this is make sure that you that you always manage. Uh, relationships on your way up because um you, you know you, you never know who you bump into on the on the way yeah. uh, through your business uh, life yeah because it's it's quite interesting isn't it when a lot of the podcast series that we've done so far have spoken to you know ctos and other heads of engineering who come from software backgrounds and mm -hmm. actually when we're thinking about stem graduates and a lot of the guys and girls who are studying engineering actually understanding more about the the hardware the component parts of engineering the actual electronics that go behind a lot of the, the machines and the hardware it's a, it's a huge huge business isn't it oh it's, it's absolutely enormous yeah i mean it's it's a 
you know, it's a multi-hundred billion dollar business globally of, of component sales. Um, we, what we find is that, um, you know, I, I, think, I think what's interesting is certainly the hardware conversation, the hardware space today um, has become uh, slightly less um, sexy compared to the software side. I think that's where a lot of the investment and money and people's time and effort has been focused on. Uh, you know, a couple of things that I would, I would consider that we're starting to see, we're starting to see some very interesting um, new developments of technology that are driving certain verticals, such as, um, you know, elect vehicle electri electrification, for example, mm -hmm. which is very hardware dominant. I mean, there is vast amounts of electronics in there for the automate, uh, the, the automotive, um, sorry, the, with the driverless car automation and, and the actions behind it. But you still need to have, you know, battery technology, you still need to have motor drive technology that is uh, super efficient um, to, to, to make this all work, as well as a very high compute level to be able to make an autonomous vehicle operate, right? And so all of this does need a complex hardware system to, to deliver that. Yeah, because I know we've spoken previously about Industry 4.0, haven't we? And, and just how automation is going so much further than standard manufacturing. And, and you mentioned earlier, when we think of Internet of Things, um, automation of, of machines and, and driverless cars, electronic vehicles, and, and of course, you're totally right. The, the hardware aspect is without that, the software just can't run, I guess. Yeah, so. well, yeah. <laughs> you always need a bit of hardware, hardware to run your software, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, my view, uh, you know, Industry 4.0 is, is now gaining significant momentum, if that makes yeah. sense. And we had sort of, a, I guess, a buzzword of IoT for the last five years, uh, maybe even slightly longer. Uh, we, we're going to see a lot more uh, Industry 4.0 uh, uh, you know, as, as part of our, our activity and, and, and think about why that might be driven, by the way, you know, we're seeing a lot of um, you know, barriers about globalization borders are, um, are being strengthened, unfortunately, I think, for, for the transit of, of goods and uh, services. Uh, and so, uh, and even through this pandemic, I mean, I've been talking to a large number of our uh, largest clients out there. And I would say that, you know, a lot of them are thinking about re onshoring uh, the design and manufacture of their products, and and of course to compete with with the uh, the prices of of, um, of lower cost countries and lower cost regions, they're going to have to do heavy automation of those uh, builds and build packages as as they onshore them back on. Uh, so to deliver that, you know, you're going to need complex robotics, you're going to need uh, you know complex manufacturing um, systems communicating with with each, with each other. Sorry, to 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 fully automate that um, that build process. Yeah, yeah. So when we're, when we're thinking about graduates is what this podcast is aimed for, would you recommend in your personal opinion that people should be absolute specialists within a specific engineering field like robotics or do you think people need a blend of understanding both software and hardware for, for you know, their, their future job roles and, and what the market will ask for people? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a really good point, actually, Charlie. I, I think that you must understand the, the wider context that you operate in, um, you know, as, a, as somebody in technology, or as an engineer, however, however you want to describe what you, what you do. I, I think the key thing there is that, um, that uh, there, there are going to be specific um, areas that require uh, a, a deeper understanding of, of all of those things, if that makes sense. So if you were looking at... Um, uh, you know, robotic design, you need to understand the hardware software model of how it works. Maybe compared to say, if you were looking at, um, you know, AI camera analytics, for example, you may not really care so much about how the camera operates. You care about the the, the, the images and that, that come off the camera and how you're going to run some AI algorithms on those, on, on, on those um, end solutions. So it, it sort of depends which field you're in, but my view would be um, whichever field you are in, it become a high expert 
of that particular field, but have a good understanding of the broader yeah. uh, space that you that you fit. Yeah, yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. It's you know, again, from a from a software side, we look a lot at polyglot engineers now. So, so people studying a development language, and no mm -hmm. longer is it becoming a specialist in one single language. It's it's being able to develop across a a full stack range essentially. And I think that yep, understanding yep. from an engineering perspective is quite similar, isn't it? You have to appreciate the other parts of the engineering process, even if you specialize within one, one part of it. One area. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, so, so from purely from the, the, um, uh, the hardware domain, I mean, not only now, so, so we, we often split then into multiple disciplines across that group, if that makes sense. So we would have to have, if we were talking to a client, we'd have to have multiple, we'd have wireless specialists, we'd have FPGA specialists, we'd have, um, uh, power experts, for example, and all these are quite different disciplines, right? So be quite, you could, the teams will be able to understand uh, uh, contextually what e what each other is talking about, but it'd be quite, it'd be very difficult for one to step in the other one's shoes and deliver the, yeah. the solution through that, right? So I think that's, you know, that's, that, that is key. Yeah, yeah, great. So thinking, you know, your views, you, you've seen graduates come through the, the ecosystem, I, I, I can imagine, and, and you've probably got quite a clear view of the, the strategy, where if you were to speak to you know the next graduate pool and, and they ask you the sort of direct question of where you see the job market in in five five years time have you, have you got a thought of, of where the, the evolving jobs are going to appear yeah i mean i've, I've got a view where i think the market's certainly going to uh, have massive massive growth and whenever there's massive growth you need engineers uh, to support the design of, of of those moving forwards i mean if you think um you know, I mean, in, in, in fact, the, the, the global environment now with, with COVID has only accelerated this, but certainly the whole EV market, the whole electrification, not, not just of, the, of, of cars, but let's also think about any mass transport too, right? So we're having the same conversations about bus companies, about um, uh, trash uh, recycling and how that's picked up. We're talking about rail networks, you know, all, all of them are driving towards a, a cleaner uh, solution that's, that's being delivered on, on, on that space. I mean, some other areas I'd, I'd look, I would certainly look at would be uh, around the whole industry 4.0. I think we've, you know, we touched on that before. Yeah. Uh, we still see a lot of robotics and connectivity within that space and, and how that's being built out. Um, I wouldn't underestimate uh, where we're going to go with machine learning uh, and machine learning within a hardware uh, environment rather than maybe, uh, um, you know, on, on the cloud or, or, or so basically edge compute, uh, but with um, uh, with uh, machine learning uh, AI algorithms running uh, at that level. Um, so, you know, we're going to, yeah, there, there is tremendous opportunity within the space as, as, as you move forward there. Yeah, yeah, great. And so I suppose last question, and, and it's more words of wisdom from someone who's been a grad all the way through to where you are today. Any, any lessons learned, any tips or, or a bit of father, well, fatherly, that's the wrong word, <laughs> but guidance, I guess, um, yeah. for the next generation? Yeah, I mean, it's, so, so a couple of things I would say is, um, you know, we, we're fortunate that we have a, a pretty uh, aggressive or a pretty uh, big uh, graduate program that we run uh, inside of Arrow across globally, actually, you know, across Europe uh, as, as, as well as worldwide. And um, uh, where I see uh, the difference between the, the excellent graduates that come into the team and, and, and ones that, um, that just succeed is it are the ones that feel confident enough to to engage, you know, very quickly with the rest of the team. So, you know, spending that time and, and it can feel a bit, um, a, a bit challenging, especially, you know, not, not, not everyone from an engineering background is, is an extrovert, right? So they may have to spend a bit of time, um, 
know, make, making making connections with people, but making those connections early within the business and not just within the, the frame of, of or the team that you might be in, but actually making it across the wider part of how a business operates is, is, is gonna be absolutely crucial to, to your own success. Um, you know, I think that's what is often misunderstood that you join a department in, 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 a, in a business, whatever size it is, I mean, ours happens to be quite big, but we've got a lot of other departments that all have to operate together to be uh, a successful uh, go-to-market engine. And you need to understand not just about the engineering aspects of it, but also understanding the business context that you operate in, right? Yeah. Now, and, I, and I think then just one last thing I would say, just be curious about everything that you touch, you know, be, be it a, a, a business process, be it a, uh, an engineering problem or solution, you know, just think about, you know, how you can inject a level of curiosity about it so that you understand it in detail and then you can add some, you know, some of your own thoughts and wisdom to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, fantastic. I, I think I totally agree with you. I mean, that's, that's a transferable skill set for all graduates, isn't it? Relationship building and curiosity, you know, making sure you fully embed yourself in any company, any industry that you join and, and trying to be as visible and, and add as much value as you can is, is, yeah. is yeah. you know, not a truer word could be said. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you. What, what well, a great, you. you know, really insightful. Um, and so that's, that's another series, another program by, uh, for the Future Tech podcast series. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it and look forward to seeing you and you hearing it for the next one. Thank you, Jamie. Really appreciate your time. No, thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks very much, by the way. Great.